0: I'm going to be real with y'all. I'm a high school dropout. I discourage my mom. I will never forget Detroit public school system. I was a clown. Whoever in here, this school, whoever the clown, he getting kicked out the whole night. That was me. My real father wasn't in my life. and I needed Hey, what's attention. going on, world? So Welcome back to, to
1: another edition of learn. the Secret to Success podcast. I'm your host, CJ, joined by my co-host, uh, Dr. Eric Thomas.
0: What's going on, bro? You good? Oh, man, so good after that St. Louis gig.
1: Yeah, no, St. Louis St. Louis was was an awesome experience, man. Shout out to everybody who came and checked us out in St. Louis. Man, I can't even, um, I'm trying to think. E, it was uh, turned into a crazy weekend, didn't it? Oh, man, unbelievable, man, unbelievable.
0: First one of the year, the 314 showed up strong.
1: Yeah, and I think it was crazy for us, man, and, E, before I start, let me preface this by saying please don't divulge too much, but um, it actually started off, E and I had a, a, a huge meeting down here in Atlanta with a major network, um, just working on some stuff, man, and so it's exciting. Uh, they end up flying E down the day of the meeting, so I think that was, what, Saturday. Um, man, and we had some some great meetings on Saturday here in Atlanta, flew to... St. Louis, straight off the plane, man. And um, one of the things that we do, you know, and and I actually told them there that that was the very first thing we ever did was go to a youth correctional facility. And so for us, you know, we we come into these cities, we do the conferences, of course, you know, we had the the big events and it's great. But one of the things that's kind of, you know, behind the scenes that you guys don't get to see is the fact that Every time we go into a city, man, we like to find, you know, one or two places where we can go in for free and just knock it out and just, you know, rock out with the kids, man. And we got a chance to go to the St. Louis Detention Center, man. And it was amazing, man. The way those kids responded and and just the looks in their eyes and the conversations we were able to have for them afterwards. I, I mean, it was one of the highlights of my weekend, you know, straight off the plane. Like we didn't even go to the hotel, just drove straight up to the detention center. And we're really able to pour into those kids i mean you guys know those are some of the you know kids that are forgotten about some of the kids that you know people gave up on and for us to be able to go in there and i just remember um you know that was the very first place that you and i went and spoke together i met you on like a monday and you were like yo friday we going up to the you know facility and i hadn't even really been speaking at that point um but just wanted to go up there and share whatever i could and so going there man doing that at the detention center you know, leaving there, getting ready, of course, for the show. Uh, the show was amazing. You know, sold-out crowd, just a just an awesome, awesome event. And then, um, what did we do? Monday morning, woke up and went to Bashan High, which was, um, you know, also great, man. With Samantha, shout out to Samantha over shout there who brought to us Samantha. in. Yeah, no, it was great, man. That the the students there were excited to see e Uh, excited to, you know, let us come in there and share. Toby was in there rocking, and so we had the whole crew, man. So it was a full weekend.
0: Oh, yeah, no doubt, man. Um, You know, like you said, you know, the Youth Detention Center, that just brought back, like, crazy, crazy, you know, memories for me. Um, You guys talked about the fact that, you know, that was, like, some of the first works that we did together, but, you know, the Youth Detention Center was, for me, man, like, I'm talking about 19 years old, 20, you know, I started going, you know, into those facilities when I was in college. So it just always brings back memories, man. And the fact that they're so attentive, you know, it's like sometimes you go into a high school and, you know, kids, whatever, you know, they're going to be kids, you know, you uh, go to some corporate gigs and, you know, some of the people that don't know you kind of like, ah, uh, you know, and it takes them a minute to warm up. But, you know, I think what makes the detention center so special is that, like you said, many of these kids are forgotten. Uh, so they don't have loved ones stopping by. you know, They don't have friends stopping by. So when they get people to come, they know that they really care because they don't have to do it. It's no, you know, it's no cameras. You can't take uh, your phone with you. So, you know, there's no selfies, you know, no news reporters are going to come in and do a, you know, a one page article, you know, on your visit, you know, they, they know that you know, for many of them, they're, they're, they're forgotten, you know, and so to be able to go in there and, you know, just no, no, no thrills, you know, no, it's just nothing. We're not getting a check, nothing. We're just going in because we really care and to see how they respond, you know, it's unbelievable. And I remember when we walked out, you know, they kept asking, when are you guys coming back? You know, make sure you come back, you know, so definitely, man, a special um, place in my heart. And then Vashan you know, I, I watch these kids on Skype, practice their presentations with me. Um, I've spent, you know, almost a whole school year either talking to them via Skype or on the phone. And sort of physically get in their presence, you know, and for us to, you know what I'm saying, see each other and, you know, and catch up was, um, you know, phenomenal. Go to the school and have high school kids, you know, clapping when you're walking in. Like, that's what they do for rappers. and. You know athletes entertainers you know they don't right, they don't do that right. for um motivational speakers is, is, as they see me you know so that was man that was uh heartfelt for my wife you know to be with me as well and to kind of see the work you know because she doesn't really travel like that and so for her to see you know the work that we're doing uh and the impact that we're making um and just to see that these kids want it people say all the time these kids don't want anything they lazy you know, they don't, they, they're, they're, they're apathetic, you know, um, they don't put forth, you know, the effort is like they don't want to be here, they don't value. But what I've discovered is that while that may be true on the outset, if somebody who cares and somebody who's transparent with them and shows them that they truly love them, um, they respond to that. So to see how they responded when you, Toby, and myself uh, poured into them you know it was amazing man and then like you said the show wow just to see people flying from all over the world uh we had one gentleman I don't remember Carl if you remember where he was from but it was one gentleman that was from out of the country I don't I don't remember where exactly he was from but um he was out of the from he was from Portugal Portugal flew in from Portugal just for the event you know that
1: Right, I straight up asked my man, I was like, oh, okay, you here on business and just stopped by the show?
0: He was like, nah, I flew in just for this. Yeah, unbelievable, man. So then we had the one kid that was um, quadriplegic. Um, I mean, it blew my mind that he said he watched the videos every day and he uses those videos to inspire him. And, you know, he wasn't ever supposed to be able to do anything for himself. He's dressing for himself now. He's able to feed himself. It was just unbelievable, man. And I think... Uh, I'm not sure if Carl and they have um, that audio, I know they did a a video, but if they have the audio of him, um, you know, just saying how much the videos meant to him, I would, man, i love for the, uh, our audience to get an opportunity to hear that.
2: Um, I started listening to ET about a year after I was in a car wreck in 2011, which left me a quadriplegic paralyzed from the chest down uh, with, little to no uh, finger movement. Um, But I really started listening to them during my rehab progress. I was really going uh, hard in rehab and uh, it really motivated me and helped me through my journey. And you know, I started out, I could only lift a pound, couldn't scratch my face or feed myself. And I put in uh, a lot of work the last few years and I'm pretty independent today. Uh, You know, I can dress, dress myself, I go to school. Uh, I just started driving. I moved to St. Louis. I live by my own, got about a year left to get my bachelor's. Uh, And uh, I think I give a lot of credit to ET because I feel like he was there on the journey with me and gave me a lot of motivation. And he's definitely helped me to be where I am.
1: Yeah, no, I think I think the thing that resonated with me was just, you know, the 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 kids, you know, that that came out because the kids from Vashon actually came out to the show and watching, you know, young people as well as, you know, grown people who, you know, they really just take into the message and they're really taking it and applying it to their lives. And so it was just a beautiful experience, man. I was overwhelmed. And you talked about Vashon High School and how they were excited. And I think one of the things that. Man, it's so hard, like, you know, and for those of you who've been in, you know, some of these schools in the inner city and things like this, Vashon is, I mean, the neighborhood, when we were driving up, I'm like, wow, it's amazing that these kids, you know, it can even be excited about learning. Like, I mean, this is, I mean, it was in the hood. I'm talking about, like, abandoned buildings everywhere, right across the street, burned down churches and just... I mean, it, it was, you know, it was a, a, a bad situation that these kids are in. You know what I mean? You look at the surrounding environment and then we ask them to be successful and dream big and, you know, believe you can be whatever you want to be. And then you look at the circumstances they're in and you go, wow, it's tough, man. And so it's always a rewarding experience to just go in and, you know, hopefully just spark a few you know, minds and, and and spark a change in some of those kids, and so uh, yeah, no, that was definitely the the highlight of the weekend, being able to share with the young people of St. Louis and, and just go to that next level, and then also like you said, with the the people who attended the conference. So, um, great weekend overall, man. I want to jump right into it this week. Uh, e, I thought it was I thought we had kind of uh, nipped it in the bud, but apparently it's back, man. The the inability to self-assess is back and and, and, it's, and it's alive it's alive and you know I, I I apologize up front if this young man I won't say his name but he knows the conversation we had and um and this is what we're talking about guys we're, we're get, let's get into it this week and, and and self-assess is so important you have to understand this before you make any moves before you do anything you have to self-assess so this kid calls me and he's maybe you know 19 20 years old. And he calls me, you know, I must have gave him my number at a conference or whatever. And he calls me and he's like, hey, man, you know, just still been following y'all. Y'all doing a great job. Um, Just want to figure out how we can collab and work on some stuff. Maybe me and E can share the stage together and da-da-da. Now, listen, the old me, I would have, for real, I would have been like, oh, okay, cool. You know, next time we come into your city. Now, I know he can't get on the stage with us yet, but I would have. Tried not to hurt his feelings, right? I didn't want to be in that place where I was, like, talking down to him or I was trying to make it seem like we were big time and he wasn't. And so, E, I was like, all right, bro, you know what I'm saying? I I hear what you're saying, but if you don't mind, can I interject something? He was like, yeah, go ahead. I said, what you're doing right now is is, is, you're going to cause yourself to self-destruct. And he was like, what do you mean? I said, bro, there is no way on God's green earth that you are ready to share the stage With Eric Thomas. And he kind of, you know, flinched a little bit. I could tell he was like, Whoa, what are you talking about? And I was trying to explain to him, E, that. You are not ready. You're not in the position you think you're in. And so I start breaking down to him why you're not ready, right? Let's go to your, your your actual videos. Your videos, you're you're good. You got some potential there. There's some talent there. Okay, cool. In terms of where you're at in your brand and what you're doing, you have some potential, but you have not reached it. And so you're reaching out to me, asking me to collab with you. What 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 could you possibly bring to the table for us at a conference or at an event, and he was like, I could tell he was kind of shook, and I was like, look, I'm not telling you this because I'm trying to hurt your feelings. I'm telling you this to, so so that you can take a realistic look at where you're at so that you don't make this mistake again. What you should be calling me and saying is, is there anything I could do to help? Do y'all need any help with, you know, carrying bags on the road. Do y'all need any help checking people in? I just want to learn from you guys. But because he wasn't able to self-assess, here we go again. Another example of somebody really just not getting it and not understanding where they're at. You have to be able to add value and then you want people to be able to look out for you. But nobody's going to want to look out for you if you think they're on, if you're on their level, you know what I'm saying? So it was kind of a weird conversation. And I'm saying like, you don't understand where you at and you think you big time. And so you're not going to make the correct moves in order to climb that ladder that we always talk about, go through those levels. You're not even going to be able to go to that next level because you don't understand where you're at right now. We always talk about it. When you go to the mall or when you go to a theme park or whatever, they always had a dot that says you are here, right? And then. In order to get to wherever you're trying to get to, your destination, I don't know if you're trying to go to the, to the Demon Drop or the, 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 the uh, Magnificent, uh, what is the, the ride called? The Millennium at, at Cedar Point. I don't know if you're trying to get to the Magnum, the Millennium Force, whatever. But you have to know where you're at. And this young man had no clue where he was at. And, and what happens is you start going down a path and you get lost and you wonder why you look up. Two, three years later and you haven't made any progress because you never understood where you were at. And so it's important to self-assess. And I say that because so many entrepreneurs that I run into, so many people I run into who are trying to go to the next level in their life and in their business. They've started down a path and they have no idea where they're going and they have no idea where they're at. And then they get two, three years down the line and now you've wasted your most valuable commodity, which is time, with... Something that could have been prevented had you just understood where you were at at the time. And e, I just don't understand why it's not fully connecting with people that you have to be able to self-assess and take
0: an internal look to see where you're at. Yeah, well, I think I think the reason why people have such a difficult time with it, uh, and again, it's, it's de- delayed gratification. You know, uh, most of us are not at the point where we see the beauty in delayed gratification. You know, uh, you you know I've had several opportunities um, with networks. This isn't, you know, our first uh, rodeo. I've had several opportunities, and I'll be honest with you. See, in my mind, I'm thinking I don't want to do television unless it's necessary, right? And most people, if they were in the same position, they would be what the young people say now uh she thirsty you know he's thirsty right and and what they mean by that is that it's obvious you know that individuals are craving or have an insatiable desire for a thing that that's probably not healthy so for me when i say um i'm not looking to get on television you know if it happens it happens but when i sit down with these networks I'm not I'm not thirsty. I'm not craving for the opportunity because see I've seen a lot of people do reality TV Or I've seen a lot of people on television see and it broke them I've seen a lot of people who have fame and and they lost their lives see uh, as a result of uh, being a top entertainer or being a top athlete because they actually allowed their talent to take them to places Where their character couldn't keep them so so character wise they weren't ready for the success and I thought I thought the one of the execs said something real deep uh, during our interview process and he said that you know this whole idea of getting on television it, it really needs to be mutually beneficial for you because he said for some people and I and I and I thought it was like whoa and I don't even know if he meant to say it but he said for some people. It Actually is a negative that it actually turns out to destroy them and 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 the benefits don't really uh, Match some of the negativity that's going to come with it some of some of the negative outcomes or the negative attention So for me, I'm not craving to be on television because I don't really know by being on television if that's what's best for us see if that is going to be a platform right. that takes us to the next level i'm, I'm not 100 percent sure so notice we never really sent out uh psa's we never say we're coming to town we want to be on your radio show we want to be on your tv show we want to new- be in a newspaper we kind of let it happen organically you know and i'm not saying that you shouldn't have a pr we don't i'm not suggesting that you shouldn't but what i'm saying is it relates to our company we only we love organic because we know organic means that we've mastered that level and it's time to go to the next level. We're not trying to uh necessarily yeah, force things to happen. So I think people are are, you know, mesmerized, see, by um uh being, you know, on the microphone. People are mesmerized, you know, by 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 uh having a certain level of attention, a, a celebrity. And and so people are craving things and they don't realize what else comes with that
1: celebrity. Right. And that's what I'm talking about, though. E, I want you to crave the work. I want you to crave the, the learning that comes with it. You know what I mean? Not just the actual practice. So with this young gentleman, some people we do it in our lives all the time. Right. We, we don't understand where we're at. One of the one of the biggest strengths that I've learned from E is the ability to self-assess. What do I mean by that? Some of y'all <clears throat> listen. So some of y'all would look at me and say, man, we just start hearing from C. Right? Well, I'm not a motivational speaker. When Ian when and I do these training sessions, I'm going over what's your USP or your new selling proposition. You know, how do you, you know, advance your, your business and your branding and like those type of things, right? I'm not a motivational speaker. So, why would I try to speak on that five years ago when we hadn't made any headway? Like, how am I going to train somebody? And I get people who call me all the time. This kid, in general, this kid's 19 years old. He graduated from high school, didn't go to college. He's not really doing much at all, but you want to train the world on certain things. And I'm saying you got to live a little bit, accomplish some things. I tell people all the time, E has the right to speak to you because when I met E, he had two homes. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, and so I'm not saying that you can't be, you know, challenged financially and still give a good message, but you need to have your life right before you're trying to train people on how to get their life right. And I think people don't understand that concept. Like, So now, I'm just now going into these conferences and speaking and doing whatever after we've built a multi-million dollar brand. After, you know, I have a ton of experience. Year, two years ago, right? So you look at, I, I, I'm obviously the two-man to eat. And so I wanted, there was a particular two-man, and I won't say the name, that I had researched and I looked up to. And he is the right-hand man for one of the world's foremost authority on Authors uh, uh, leadership for authors, whatever. He's an author, right? Let's just say that and I wanted to reach out to him Six seven years ago and he would you tell yeah, me? I
0: said it wasn't uh, it wasn't time
1: It wasn't time yet. It was not time yet because I was gonna call him up and say hey Can you can you mentor me? Can you do this? Can you do that? But the reality of the situation was I wasn't ready for that yet and so I waited and two years ago I sat down with him and guess what when I sat down with him I was able to talk to him on a level and receive the information and understand the information that he was giving me because we had published a couple books. We had sold thousands of books. We were in high demand as a speaker. So the information that he was giving me was taking me to the next level because I understood it. Had, had I took that meeting seven years ago when I wanted to take that meeting, everything he would have said would have been way over my head, but I'd have been feeling good cause I met with my man. So I had to self-assess, or E had to help me self-assess and say, you're not ready for that kind of information, kid. You need to be understanding this stuff way down here before you even go ask somebody like that. So when we self-assess, we're able to say, okay, boom, this is where I'm at. Here's the next level of where I want to be, and here's how I get there. And some of you, for real, you think you got the sweetest business in the world. You don't. And if you would just understand that you don't, You could go to the next level. I think that's one of the things that took us to the next level. We were very clear on where we were. We were in middle schools. Bet, bet. We just gonna maximize these middle schools. We weren't in middle schools calling up the the, the San Diego Chargers like y'all need a speaker. You know what I'm saying? And cats don't understand that. Like for real, I see it all the time. I had somebody, they start speaking like three weeks ago. They're like, well, just tell me like, Now, can you run down a list of how I get into the corporate and could you send me the names of the last five corporate people you worked with, their titles and positions and what your proposal looked like when you sent it to them? And I'm saying, you got to be kidding me. They will chew you up and spit you out like you're not ready. You're not on that level. And that's so hard for some of you to understand. And I'm telling you, if you just understood that and just took a, a, a realistic inventory of where you were, you would understand how
0: to get to that next level. Yeah. And so I, let me explain it. See, because I want to make sure, you know, I'm 100 I'm percent clear. So, you know, my, my, my deal is this. So when, when I do do syndicated television, you know, radio, etc., I want to make sure that I am in my role. Right. Because what you'll find sometimes is that producers, um, you know, they, they, they see you from their perspective or their point of view, and they may or may not have studied you, you know, in depth, whatever. Right. So they give you a role. and and what happens is the first role you're given if that role gives you any amount of exposure that is your opportunity right so so you don't get a second opportunity to make a first impression so 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 here's your first shot here's your first opportunity right and so as a kid what i remember is that there were actors who see might have been you know very good actors. I'm not hundred percent sure. You know what type of future they would possibly have but they got typecast So they end up doing a particular role and that role Typecast them to the point where they couldn't do anything else see that was it like they, they didn't get another opportunity So so for me, it's I want I don't want an opportunity see I want the optimum opportunity I want the opportunity that's going to be a gateway the opportunity that will last forever the Opportunity that will create another opportunity and another opportunity and another opportunity. I don't, I don't want to be typecast So here's what i'm saying that there's a those of you who are fighting to get on stage with whoever You know you look up to right, but what happens after that? right what happens after that do you get on stage with that person and and and, and trust me like I hear what C he is saying. I know what's going on in your mind. I've been there done that guys I've, I've been there. So it, There was a point in my career where I had an opportunity to speak Before or introduce a person who I looked up to who at that time was one of the most prolific uh, motivational speakers in his field who was also a prolific author and I was asked to come to that university and Open up for him and and by open up. I mean, they specifically told me like we don't have time for you or space for you to speak But you can introduce him right? Let me tell you something see you I have man You talking about I have been speaking now for <laughs> some years uh, You know GED program and, and here's something else I want to say a lot of you want to speak, but you have absolutely nothing to speak about and and and, and, and I'm saying what C saying, but I'm taking it even further I was running a ged program for three or four years i had stories to tell i had experiences that i could draw from i had successes and failures i was in a community that i had an opportunity uh, to have multiple case studies and 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 i was able to break down the lives of these individuals and relate these individuals lives to the lives of other individuals like i was able to use them as, as 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 almost samples if you will of, of what people outside of this community had gone through and so I had something substantive I I had real stories real people real examples like I had real stuff right real stuff some of you um, you 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 you, you don't you don't have the depth right now You may have stories you may but you haven't put them together properly you haven't it's no depth to them it's nothing that a a 40 year old want to hear a 50 year old want to hear a a 30 something year old want to hear you don't know how to take the stories and relate those stories and help people to get from one place to the next point you just kind of like talking and so when i had the opportunity see i didn't even talk about myself i talked about his book that i had read two or three times chapters that i had broken down aspects that i had broken down related it to the people who were in the audience and immediately afterwards Michigan State found me and gave me their car I, I I could go on and on but the most important relationship that day was Michigan State Murray Edwards and Rodney Patterson was there gave me their car brought me to Michigan State and I came once and spoke see one time see and they brought me back two or three times a year for 7 years in a row and gave me a fellowship what am I saying I was ready see I was ready, and I did not ask for that opportunity. I did not go looking for that opportunity. You know what I did? I taught that GED class every day with pride. I I learned from my mistakes as a a teacher, and I made the corrections, and the newspaper called me, and, and a TV station started calling me, and somebody saw me and asked me to speak, right? I didn't ask to speak. Right, and I think that's the thing right there. You gotta
1: stay on that, because the validation came from the outside. Right when we left just the other day, and I promise you, it was like déjà vu. I told y'all the very first gig Ian e and I ever did together was at a youth detention center. We just did one on, on on Sunday morning. When we left, right as I don't know if you heard, shout out to Ellen who who was um, there, who just did a phenomenal job and and showed us a great time while we were there. Just as we were leaving, she grabbed us and she looked at me and Ian. E she was like, "Wow, you know, I already knew you guys were the best, but..." You got to understand, I'm in here with these kids all the time. And she said, when people come in here and speak, she said, usually after 20, 30 minutes, their attention span is gone. We got to send them out of there. They're cussing. They're mad. They're upset. You know, they're they're bored out of their chairs. She said, wow, you guys were here for an hour and a half, an hour and 45 minutes, and they never even moved. And she was like, wow, that was amazing. And it reminded me of when we used to go to Maxi. And they, the, the other, you know, juvenile detention center back in Michigan that we used to go to and they would say the exact same thing to us. Right. That wasn't us saying, yo, E, we just came in here and killed it. We should probably move up to the big leagues. No, somebody else was providing that validation. So when you hear E talking about, you know, him speaking back in the day and Murray and those guys coming up to him, they were coming up and giving him the va- validation. You don't have to. So. So it's crazy. The self-assess is really not self-assessing. It's it's putting your work out there and letting people assess you and finding out if that's really what it is. So when we say self-assess, we're just saying once the the data is out, the jury is out, then being able to collect the data and then self-assess and say, is this the right thing to do? So people have been telling us for how many years now? Ten years. It was ten years ago to the data that I probably heard somebody say, these kids have never sat still for this long, and now they're sitting still. And she said it again on Sunday, and I was just like, wow, that's the same thing they used to say back then. And that's what gave us the confidence and the motivation to keep pushing past every level. We did the same thing with middle schools, and they would say it. We did it with high schools, and they would say it. We did it with athletes, and they would say it. We did it with corporate companies, and they would say it. And so, at every level, we've been able to say self-assess and say, okay, yep, we're ready to go to the next level, the world is going to call us to the next level, because the The people validated the
0: work we were doing and listen to me self-assessment is the masters and the phd i didn't go to school Mm -hmm. for a degree if you come in my house you'll not see the degree Um, of course i don't have an office so uh, it's not there either Uh, (laughs) not above the fireplace uh, not above the fireplace and listen to me very closely i'm not upset with those people who have degrees and 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 you know wherever their home Office, their office. Whatever. Oh yeah, no,
1: I got three of yeah, them on yeah. my wall. Yeah,
0: absolutely. And so, In the and I, so, I'm not speaking to those of you who are doing this saying there's anything wrong with that. What I'm saying to you is Eric Thomas got those degrees specifically, see, because I listened to uh, those people like Tony Knuckles, et cetera, who counseled me, and I knew I wasn't where I needed to be. Now you, you're talking about, you know, millions of hits on several videos that had gone viral. You're talking about traveling the world at this time. But I still knew that there are some some issues in terms of my presentation, uh, in terms of the depth, in terms of the content. Y- you know, I knew it. And I, I'm not hurt by it. I'm, I, I, I wasn't embarrassed when people would come and say, what do you want? And I would tell them what I want. They say, OK, if you want that, then you're not ready. Like if you want to do corporate and you want to make the big bucks, you're not ready right now. I wasn't hurt. And, and listen to what I said. I didn't go take uh, some six-week course. I didn't go take some 90-day course I went I got a PhD you understand. I didn't I, I, I didn't play with this. This wasn't some listen to uh, some uh, uh, Motivational speaking series tapes or go to some uh psychotherapist. No, no, no like I, I, I said we're gonna do this for the long haul This is not gonna be six weeks 12 weeks This is going to be years because I have to put myself in an environment that's going to literally strip me. See, I can do something for six weeks and still not be changed. You can't get a PhDC and not be changed. So so my thinking uh, analytically, I, I got deeper. My writing got deeper, which meant my speaking got deeper. My writing became more succinct, right? My 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 I, my, my speaking. Um, In terms of the critical analysis got stronger and so my my, my, The the connections that I made between the stories, you know, and 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 the messages I was trying to get across man got stronger So I I went back to school because I realized E.T. You cannot get what you want if you don't become something different So there are a lot of you out there you're trying to skip steps like you are so you're, You're so concerned about Making the big bucks, you know that be, that has become your focus. Now, I want you to catch what C says earlier If your focus is making more money then what you got to say is how many steps will it take? How much change do I need to do? What type of transformation is going to happen to me as a person in order to get that money? Because the reason why you're not making the money you want to make is because of the person you are the reason why you don't you're not at certain platforms and you don't continue to take those platforms to another level is because of who you are right now. That doesn't speak against you as a person. It doesn't say you're a bad person, but you're not the person you need to be to get where you're going. Now, maybe all the stuff you've done has gotten you to where you are. Brilliant. But where but what the tools that you've used to get you where you are may not necessarily be the tools you need to get to where you're trying to go. And I yeah, didn't no. have the tools, see?
1: Right, and, and I think, and this is, and like, for real, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping they catch this so clear, and I know we stand on this, man, but it, this is, like, one of the most important things. Me and E talked about it at the end of 2015, and I was like, 2016 is going to be the year of self-assessing. Understand what he just said, and I can speak to this from a behind-the-scenes perspective. E knew, okay, I'm one of the most dynamic speakers in the world. Okay, we understand that but there are some areas as it relates to corporate where I may not be as structured as they like. I may not be able to train them in the way they like and apply the theory to it. Right? So he knew that was the one thing that was holding him back a little bit. So he went out and got the ultimate degree in education, a PhD in order to refine that. And I can tell you because I know that we probably charge an, an extra at least $20,000 per engagement corporate engagement than we charged before he had the PhD, because he was able to self-assess. And you're already talking, we're not talking about in the last, you know, 10 years ago, five years ago, we're talking about since he has been considered one of the best in the world. I, I bet you when he got going hard on the PhD for real, for real, we were probably considered to be one of the top 10 in the world at that point right there. And he still had to self-assess and say, you're not where you need to be in order to effectively train corporate the way you need to be. And because he self-assessed, we were able to add another 20, 25 grand to his honorarium asking, and we were able to get it because he was self-assessed and some of you, You ain't made five grand yet in your profession. You ain't made five grand yet in your career in terms of one engagement and you think you got it going on and you don't need no help and and let me get this straight this is we're not just talking about for speakers E and I obviously this is what we do so some of our examples tend to relate to that but whatever business you're in whatever whatever corporation if you're an entrepreneur if you're you know working at you know just just a regular gig you have to be able to self-assess and understand where you are because then you can find out what you need to get to the next level if you have no clue if E had no clue that he wasn't structured enough for corporate and he was just like what you talking about look at the Google me I'm in the top 10 we never would have been able to make that jump but we were able to make that jump because he looked at it I looked at it and said, yo e, I'm looking at the, some of the stuff we're doing and you dynamic but for some people who are more a type and analytical they need the theory they want to be able to write down the notes like they're gonna sit back and you're gonna speak and you're gonna blow the doors off and they're gonna leave feeling pumped up and motivated but we have to be able to train them as well he said I got it I'm going to get a PhD to teach Myself how to do that so we can go to the next level and so for real whatever the profession whatever the career That's why it's so important to understand you are here. You want to get to
0: here? This is the direction you're gonna go and, and I want to say this too because I think this is important I, I didn't I, listen to me again because I you know, I'm not an a type so I do have to be cautious in terms of communicating, you know making sure that you know I'm being as linear as possible so that you get it, A, B, C, D, E. Listen to me. Hear what C he is saying. I did not go and take a course. I did not go and get a video series. I went to school so that I could become an A personality. Listen to what I'm telling you. I, I could have easily taken a course and spent five or six weeks, and then I would have been able to. I'm looking for I'm looking for the right word like I, I would have been able to, you know you would have been, been able to, to duplicate some of the actions. Yeah, yeah of I would the beha- Yeah Yeah, some of the behaviors of it, right So I would have been able to duplicate some of the behaviors right replicate some of the behaviors So it would have meant that I would have been able to perform on a very surface level at best Right. I literally went and got a PhD Because I wanted to become Right. I didn't want to be I didn't want to speak and do it like a 30-40 minute presentation. I wanted to become so that I can understand the mindset of people who are concrete sequential. I wanted to understand the mindset. I wanted to understand how A-type personalities think. I wanted to understand how structural people think. What, what's their thought process? Why do they behave the way they behave? Why 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 would they look at a particular performance or a conference or a, 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 an activity why would they decide to look at it from this lens versus this lens what is their rationale why is this important to them what makes them tick listen to me i didn't i didn't do a four week or a six week course so that i can mimic behaviors i wanted to understand the mindset because if i could understand the mindset then we could shift their paradigm we can help them to get from one place to the next place. And you guys are trying to shortcut. You're trying to find shortcuts, right? You're trying to find the, 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 the little dummy codes, right? And you're, and, and you're skipping steps. And what's going to happen to you is if, if you focus on wood floors, marble floors, granite counters, listen to me. You may have to take all that stuff out your house and start all over again. What I'm trying to explain to you, what C is trying to explain to you, is work on the foundation. If you get the foundation solid, you get the foundation strong, you can put up whatever walls you want to put up. Whatever floor plan you want, you can have. But if your foundation is weak, if your structure is weak, then you might have a good three, four years, a good five, six years. But I told y'all, the thing I love about Tim Duncan the thing I love about Tim Duncan is that he has been consistent, like he's not been injured, like he's not, he's not set out for years. For he, he has not he's been consistent. His his points have not gone up and down, rebounds up and down, assists up and down, defense up and down. He has been consistent from the time he came into the league up until this point. He's he's had a long, healthy career. Why? Because what do they call him? Mr. Fundamental. Solid foundation. Doesn't doesn't have a lot of you know thrills. You know not. He not. you wouldn't necessarily call him Showtime. You know he, he he not posterizing nobody, but a solid foundation. And the last time I checked, he had five rings, just like some of the other greats, and has an opportunity, just like so uh, many others now, playing for one of the top teams in uh, in the division to win another title. So uh, all we're saying is that you not that you shouldn't want to be the greatest. Not that you shouldn't strive to be the greatest. Not that you shouldn't strive to dominate in your field. Not that you shouldn't have dreams and you shouldn't have goals. All we're saying to you is, because I don't want you to stop following the podcast like, oh, they're trying to discourage me. No. All we're saying is, don't take shortcuts. You cannot cheat the system. Do it the right way. It's going to take longer. This is not the microwave, boy. This is the crock pot, as John Maxwell would say. And so all we're saying is don't do it quick because, yep, microwave food is hot. It comes out faster, but it gets cold real quick. You put it in the oven, it takes a little longer. You put in the crock pot, it takes a little longer, but it stays hot for the distance. We're just trying to help you go the distance.
1: Yeah, no doubt, man. I I hope they understand that. And like I said, I apologize for getting on that again. But it's just when a little man called me, a little man like, oh, so uh, we, I, I'm thinking we should just collab, maybe call, co-headline a tour. I'm like, wow. Like, you know, and, and, you know, shout out to him, man. He's a great kid, but just, you know, unaware of his surroundings and unaware of his circumstances. I think he, you talked about, you know, not cheating the levels and, you know, making sure that you build the solid foundation. And I think, you know, the other problem for real is you think you there. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're not even trying to skip levels. They just already think they're there. And that's the other part of the you know, self-assess that'll, that'll kill you. So um, we're going to jump into the Ask ET segment. We got a lot of feedback from people saying, oh, man, y'all haven't been doing many questions. That We love that part. So do some more questions. So I have a few more questions today that we're going to go over. Thank you for sending those in. You can use the hashtag Ask ET on Twitter uh, as well as hit us at info at etinspires.com if you have questions, and we'll gladly answer your questions on here. Today's segment is brought to you by ETA Grind Gear. Grind Gear, redefining the grind one day at a time. Listeners to this podcast can use the promo code SECRET2SUCCESS and get an extra 20% off at checkout. Available exclusively at etinspires.com. Let's jump into it. Uh, First question comes from Cherie in Pittsburgh. Uh, She said, hey guys, love the podcast. I recently got a promotion and now I'm managing the people I used to work side by side with. So far it's been a struggle. They don't take me seriously and still see me as a peer rather than a leader et how do i change this dynamic without them hating me Hmm, that's a good question yeah it
0: is and, and, I, and I think you know what one of the things that I, I i think is important is that you're asking questions you know and i think that's good that's where you start you can't change if you're not asking the right questions now what i want you to do and this may be difficult i don't know if there are individuals that you have that You know you work with that you feel closer to than others But now you not only need to ask the right questions. You need to ask the right people the right questions right, so I remember there was a time where uh, my wife was having some you know some challenges with some things that I was doing and um, She reached out to see and I think she reached out to see because of our relationship Right, and so she knew who she needed to reach out to who she needed to talk to because what she was concerned with was not necessarily the the challenge itself, but getting to me and 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 allowing me to be able to see at that particular time what I wasn't able to see because I had the power to get the right get the right information to her and make the right adjustments. Right. And so I, I don't know if you have someone that you're real close to uh, in that circle, but I, I promise you, if it was me, I would pull that person to the side. You know, and I and I would ask some serious questions like, You know, what is it that you think I'm doing wrong? You know, uh, why is it that, you know, people are not following me? Like, what's going on? You know, because when you're asking ET, I'm not at your job. You know, like, I don't, I don't, I don't know the ins and outs of what's going on. I don't know you and what you're doing in terms of your leadership. You know, I don't know how your peers are receiving your leadership. I don't know if you're different than what you used to be. When you just you know was was an employee versus their their supervisor, I don't know. So that's where I would start. If there's somebody you feel comfortable with, somebody who would be transparent with you, you know, somebody who's willing to sit down, you know, and and give you some real good counsel, that's where I would start. Number two, um, I man, I all John Maxwell stuff, you know, the 21, you know, irrefutable laws of leadership, all of that stuff I used to read. 21 Most Important Minutes in the Leaders' Day, you know, and I really use uh, the works of John Maxwell to help me to think differently as a leader. And there were some things that he shared with me in his book, you know, that really revolutionized my thinking. And when your thinking changes, uh, man, for real, the way you speak, uh, the way you move, your behavior, everything changes and your outcomes change. And then more importantly, um, I would really invest as a leader I don't really know what company you work for so if they're not willing to make the investment for you uh, I would go to leadership conferences. Uh, I would really spend money I would invest money in leadership programs because one of the things that you want to do is that you want to continue to grow as a leader and Not assume that you're already there that you know it all so those are the three uh, steps that I would take uh, if I were you personally to change, you know, your situation to get yeah, from. And,
1: and 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 if I could jump in, E, I'm I'm just give you some practical stuff. You may not be able to have your cake and eat it too. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm not trying to be funny, but if those people don't respect you as a leader, then you're gonna have to do something to change that dynamic. You know what I mean? Like right now. Because you 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 are going to forever be in a trick bag if you're trying to please them. And they're, you know, maybe they're coming, I don't know, you know, based on your question, if they're coming in late or maybe they don't, you know, leaving early or, you know, not doing their work. I don't know what they're doing, but you're going to have to make a decision. Like, you know, I understand that you might be close to those people or whatever, but there's a reason they promoted you. And if you weren't ready to make the tough decision and if you weren't ready to lead, then you shouldn't have took the job in the first place because now you're being disloyal to the person who's paying you and the person who's trying to take you to the next level. If you're not doing everything you can do, in order to help that business succeed, but you're trying to cater to their feelings, right? And so, as a leader, one of the, I told you guys, I'm bad cop in my in our company, right? He e is like you know the the good guy. He's gonna coddle you. He's gonna do all of that. But at the end of the day, and even though I I get on them, Jamal ask Jamal next time you see him. Ask Rondell. I, I go in on them boys. But as a leader. Let me tell you this, the one of the most important things, one of my favorite quotes in the world, they don't care how much you know till they know how much you care. And so you have to be able to uh, let them understand that the reason I'm 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 being hard on you or the reason I'm asking you to do to do this is not because I care about myself, it's because I care about you and I want to see you grow and you go to the next level. And so if 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 a friendship, let me say this. If you're worried about a, you telling them to do the right thing, and putting them in a better position, for them to be a better employee and, and further their career. If you're worried about losing them as a friend because you have to push them, that's not a friend, right? If they leave you and say, oh, are you trying to make me come to work on time? I don't need you, feel free. I promise you, I don't need those kind of friends. And so you're gonna have to make some tough decisions, but I'm saying, as long as you operate in a spirit, not of arrogance, like, oh, y'all below me now, and y'all are the little dogs, I'm the big dog, as long as you're not operating in that spirit and you're operating in the spirit of, I want to help you, you know, as a team, we need to grow. You're using the word we, you know, so that they feel that sense of team. If that's the case, then you, ha- you should have no worries about losing any friendships. And if you do lose some, understand that that wasn't a real relationship in the first place and you should be grateful for losing that friendship. So um, that would be my, my two cents. We'll move on. Uh, we have Hassan in Phoenix says ET man. I'm struggling failed my bar exam for the second time I'm frustrated and scared to take it again. At what
0: point do you say this may not this just may not be for me? Hmm. You know again man like you know I, I can't a- answer that question and say it's not for you But what I can say, you know to you is that you do 120 know, that's that's always my thing before I Exit something, you know, I always ask myself like yo for real E? you might have given 80 might have given 90 you know i I have a friend who you know failed a bar exam at least you know three times maybe four i'm not sure but it's another young man that you know is in my life and he passed he is on the first go around you know and i i asked i asked him the question i was just with him recently and i asked the question because i do care about people and i want to know like the secret to success not just in my walk of life but in others walks of life and as i asked him i said you know, hey, between me and you, how did you pass the bar exam on the first shot? You know what he told me, see? He said, unlike other people who work and do other things, he said, man, I went in for three, I think he said anywhere from three to maybe four months, see? And he said, man, I, I ate ramen noodles, peanut butter and jelly. He said, man, all I did all day, every day was study for that exam. He said, because I knew that this exam is so hard that there's no way I can do two or three things and get this thing done. And I also know what it means that if I pass it. So if I struggle for three to four months and I pass the exam, then I'll never struggle again. But if I do two or three things while I'm working on this and I fail the exam, then I'm right back at ground zero. So I might as well go all in. He said he went all in almost like the way he was explaining it. It was almost like he was homeless. See, it it, it was like almost to that extent that like he didn't have anything. He was poor dirt poor, but he made up in his mind that all of his energy, all of his time, all of his efforts, all of his sweat, all of his blood, all of his tears were going to that exam. And here's the crazy part. You remember I sent you to pixie. It wasn't just him. His other two homeboys passed it. So all three of them passed on the first go around and all they did as a team was study day in and day out. So my man, if you gave 120, there was no other distractions, you didn't give your energy to nothing else, and you failed, then you probably need to move on. But if you gave 80% or 90%, and there was the least bit distraction, you need to go back and study with no distractions and see if you can pull it off on the third go around.
1: Yep, love it. Uh, The next question comes from Josh in Miami. Uh, this question is for me. He says, CJ, what was your biggest mistake as president of ETA? Hmm, biggest mistake. Um, man, I'm trying to think. Um, I'd have made some mistakes now. I don't know if it was the biggest mistake, but I would say early on, uh, and he knows what I'm talking about. We had, um, we, we were just starting to get some traction. The guru story was, you know, doing well. And uh, we wanted to come out with some t-shirts. And it's actually the shirts that, you know, you see right now. And so, you know, we knew if we could save up some money, we could get the T-shirts, boom, we could sell the T-shirts, flip them, you know, get some more. So on our very first order of T-shirts, I had to design, like we went through like five, six designs. And then we finally got to the design that, you know, we loved. Everybody was like, yes, that's it. And um, of course, it said when you want to succeed as bad as you want to breathe on the front. So we get the shirts, right? We order them. I think we ordered like a thousand of them at like seven bucks a piece, maybe. So it was like $7,000, which for us back then, you know, honestly, it was a lot of money. You know, we didn't, you know, just have $7,000 laying around. And so we spent the 7000 We got the shirts in. I'll never forget. I was down here in Atlanta. and We had shipped them down here, um, or we had printed, out, printed them out down here. And I came to pick them up and we got to my brother's house and I opened up the box I was like, wow, here go the shirts. We have blue, navy, uh, navy blue, we had black, red, the whole nine. And I pulled the shirts out and I looked at them and I was like, wow, these are phenomenal. And my sister-in-law looked at it and was like, Isn't doesn't breathe have a E at the end? And I was like, and my heart like literally sank into my stomach. I was like, oh. So the shirt said, when you want to succeed as bad as you want to breath mm, instead mm, of breathe. Mm. Crush, And bro. I was hurt. Crushed. You know, I was hurt. This was years ago. I was, I mean, I was devastated. Like, I was so hurt. I mean, now, don't get me wrong. It didn't last a long time. But I was so hurt. I looked at it. And my brother tried to make me feel better. He was like, you could still sell them. Bad as you want a breath. You know what I mean? Like, he's like, it still makes sense. And I was like, no, nah, man, the brand is, is, is at right. stake. I can't even put these out. So long story short, man, we ended up sending the shirts overseas. So somewhere, uh, and it might be a collector's edition if somebody could find one, it might be worth some money in, in some years, but we sent a 1,000 T-shirts over to Africa somewhere, um, and they said, on them they say, when you want to succeed, as bad, bad as you want to breath. breath. Yeah. and I remember I called E, and I was like, bruh, I messed up. And he was like, All right, cool, order a thousand more. And uh, we ordered a thousand more. And I mean, that might have been all we had in the account. We might have drained the whole account, man. But, you know, because, you know, you guys supported us, you bought the shirts up quick, we were able to make our money back. I'm not going to lie to you, I think we were have to raise the. Price of what we thought it was going to be. We might have raised it like two dollars a shirt, trying to recoup some of that money. So I appreciate y'all, you know, working with us on that. That first order of shirts for those of you who were the first ones to buy those shirts. That's the story behind it. But I think I don't, I don't. I mean, I've made a, a ton of mistakes, right? This is a learning process. Every day, I didn't go to school for how to be the best two man for a motivational speaker. That wasn't quite my major. And so I'm, it's always a learning process. It's always a, a, a learning progress. And so I make mistakes all the time, man. You know, I'm not perfect, and I continue to make mistakes. But that was definitely, at the time, the biggest mistake I had made. And now, I'll be honest, I don't make as many mistakes because I'm able to, like we talked about this whole podcast, self-assess. And I have mentors and people in my life who I call when I know that's not my strong suit. Shout out to Josh, who's one of you know, our business advisors Out in San Diego, if I have a question about business or contracts or something along those lines that doesn't sound right, I'm not. I'm not dumb. I know who to call, and I'm able to self-assess and call, and he's able to give me the right information. I have people around me like that all the time, and so because I'm not making the decision off my own sweetness, uh, the mistakes have been limited for sure. So, uh, but yeah, I think that might have been the biggest mistake.
0: Woo! Uh,
1: You remember that? Oh, do I? Do I? Yeah, it was crazy. I think I, I'm telling you, it was one or two of them shirts still floating around. I think my brother was like, "Hold on, man, y'all ain't gonna do nothing with these." He took a couple of. Yeah, like, I saw
0: him at the YMCA busting a couple of them up right, doing right, a uh, right. doing a game of twenty one exactly and three so on three.
1: If you can get your hands on one, you know you you uh you might have a couple of dollars. Okay, the last one comes from Audrey in Queensland. Queens man, shout out to Queensland. Uh, shout out been to rocking all with of us for a long we time working on getting back there to Australia. Uh, in August, man, so be on the lookout for that. Hey, uh, and Audrey says, hey, E.T., thanks so much for all you do. I recently started a new job. It pays well and the people are great, but I'm not passionate about it. Should I
0: leave? Please help. I'm so confused. You know, this, this, everybody asks this question. You know, I always say this. It's like asking me, you know, you fall in love with somebody, if you should get married with, to them or not. Like, that's not something that somebody can answer for you. But this is what I can tell you, you know, see, always says for real, there's levels to this and just because you're not passionate about something, it doesn't mean you should walk away from it immediately. You know, are you, I'm not passionate about it and I've exhausted all of the resources I've learned everything I need to learn from this particular season. Like I hate, I, I hate winter, see, but I, you know, what I'm saying, see, I hate winter, but right, I can't turn right. it off and go straight to spring or go straight to summer. I mean, it is what it is. It's winter. You know, it's a season. And there are things that I can learn in the season. I'll tell you this. I like the fact that there's no mosquitoes. You know, I like the fact that there's, <laughs> there's no, it, it's not a lot of bugs. I well, like I the fact that, um, you know, I do. I like the fact that there are certain things that I don't have to necessarily deal with in this season that I have to deal with in summer. You know, so um, do I wish it was never... You know winter that i just had four seasons of summer uh to an extent because if i really wished it i would live in a different climate right but there are things to be learned from the winter there are things to be learned from uh, our our being in places that we don't necessarily feel uh i I didn't feel the phd i'm gonna be honest i didn't feel the masters degree i didn't feel the four-year degree i never felt school you know but sometimes you have to do what you don't like to do or don't want to do, so you can live like you want to live. And I worked at Michigan State University. I loved a lot of you know, my job responsibilities, and I loved a lot of the people, and I loved a lot about the environment. Didn't love everything, wasn't passionate about every aspect, right? But I learned so much. And what I learned in that last season really has prepared me, I believe, see, For the season that we're currently in Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. so i would say don't rush a season because you don't like it because you're not feeling it to me that's not a good enough reason to walk away from something or to abandon something that could be a learning experience because you don't feel it i told you before at the end of your feelings is nothing but at the end of every principle is a promise and so by that i just mean you reap what you sow you do right a person who wants friends must show itself friendly like it's not rocket science a man who's diligent at what he does He shall stand before kings and not mean men. So don't don't Base the rest of your life on how you feel now if you're saying I'm not passionate about it and I can say this about um, my my profession or my time at Michigan State I Exhausted every resource the guru video that many of you have come to love and use as a part of your transformation was done at that university. Um, many, of many or not most of, or not all of my staff come from Michigan State University. Um, some of the greatest relationships that I've established come from Michigan State University. Uh, the actual series, TGIM, was first produced and shot and edited. On the campus of michigan state university like I think you get what i'm saying we still do the success series every tuesday at michigan state university my son is a Junior at michigan state university you you feel what i'm going i didn't like every part of it But we exhausted we exhausted that opportunity and I think we're better off because of it so be careful not to Leave before you exhaust all of your resources at your current place of employment. And if you've done that, go in peace,
1: man, that was great advice. You're absolutely right. Get out of it, what you can get out of it, uh, before you make that transition. So, man, I want to thank y'all real quick. We're going to, before we jump into the, uh, ET nugget of the day, you know, we just got to talk about breathe university real quick, uh, man. We had a Quite a few Breathe University students come out to the event the other day, man. Shout out to them. They sat right in the front row, right in front of us. I'm always excited to see them. Man, they get special access. You know, they, they get to see E. They get to, you know, hang out with us, man. So Breathe University, our students, man, shout out to coming for, for coming out to St. Louis. Also, guys, we would love for you to join us. We, we're doing some amazing things, man. The people, Breathe University students got to see the St. Louis conference live streamed. And so, you know, if you want to be a part of this community, we're doing some amazing things. Again, you know, our calls have just been off the hook. We had a guy, a guru, come in, you know, the other week. Shout out to Scott. Come in, man. Dude was, you know, read 10,000 books and just had a bundle of information. Hit us with a bunch of info. David came on uh, last week and talked about transitioning from... Your day d- job to your dream job, and so that was phenomenal. And we just got some, you know, phenomenal stuff going on. So we would love for you guys to join us. Uh, sign up costs as low as $19 a month to get started. It's a great thing we got going on. We would love to see you guys there. BreatheUniversity.com. Um, yes, yeah, so hopefully you check us out. Also, thanks to everybody who's leaving reviews on iTunes. Like seriously, E and I read through each and every single one of them. You guys are phenomenal. As Carl said on the podcast last week, we hit the new and noteworthy. So that was because of you. That's not because of anything we did. You guys are leaving those thank reviews. You, you guys are giving you, us that you. rating. And the, uh, iTunes continues Keep it to coming. hook us up the chart. So, yeah, we thank you for Keep that. Keep it coming. I think, last time I checked, I think we had like 92. So we're close to 100 reviews. So go on there and check that out, man. Get Leave us a review. And, um, yeah, i get out your way, man, and let e leave you guys with a quick nugget. Hey, hey, Houston, man, don't forget Houston, see? Oh, yeah, Houston, March 5th, yep, Houston. I think the VIP tickets are pretty much sold no, out. No, no, they all sold
0: team. out. What we had to do was we're, we're getting with the venue now and see if we can get a, a bigger space so okay. that we can, uh, we can extend that VIP.
1: Yep, so we'll try to extend that a bit, but I know there's some general admission seats Some March Absolutely. 5th. Absolutely. Um, yep, we'll be there. Also, if anybody knows, we put it on Twitter and Instagram yesterday, but if anybody knows my man who owns the Breakfast oh, Club. Oh, it's done,
0: see? Yeah. It's done, see? If, my yeah, girl me... Raven hit me up. It's done. My oh, it's girl done. Raven, oh, she's Thank one of the um, She's one of the coaches for the women's basketball program at the University of Houston. Oh, it's done. Man. She. Uh, oh. Hey, Raven, love you, girl. Way to look out. You know, you, hey, you always looking out for us. I appreciate you. Shout out to the women's basketball team, University of Houston. And, yep. um, yeah, see, they already, the owner oh, knows we're coming. They they got a couple of days lined up for us. we getting the VIP treatment, and I'm gonna eat it. I'm gonna work out. See, I'm gonna try oh, to run a, about, a half oh, a marathon two days in a row yep. before we go there because
1: I'm smashing. Oh, I'm talking about, if you never been to the, and man, shout out to them. You know we should have got them to sponsor this episode but best breakfast i ever had in my life was at the breakfast club in in houston man so i definitely uh i'm gonna have to bring candace because she uh that's her favorite spot as well so she'll probably roll her and trey trey come on come along with us to houston so now we're excited about that man it's going to be a phenomenal show we got some yes, real indeed. um yes, you know, great guests and some information yeah. we're going to share with you guys so check out breatheuniversity.com come see us in houston E, please leave us with the nugget of the day so we can get them out of here. Hey,
0: look, if you're not following us, you know, on social media, please do so. uh, Because every single morning, you know, we drop out some nugget. Um, You know, our staff, my boy Chuck, shout out, you know, to to Charles Arrington, you know, for helping us. Uh, But I wanted to use the one that we put out today. And it says, just because you used to be doesn't mean you have to be. And... Man, a lot of y'all don't know me, but man, I, I, come a, I, mean, I come a mighty long way, you know, and I still got a long way to go, but I promise you, the person that I used to be, I'm not, man, my, my teachers wouldn't recognize me today. You know, my, my mother, you know, doesn't recognize me, you know, based on who I used to be. People on my old block don't recognize, like when people see me on YouTube, different, you know, TV programs or whatever shows, Whatever, you know traveling the world doing my thing like people writing books getting degrees people like they like what in the world? So for real man, just because you used to be It doesn't mean you have to be and I've made some serious serious changes and listen to me I made some changes in in some areas that I didn't have to I would have still been able to pay my mortgage I would have still been able to have a healthy marriage and you know raise, you know, uh, uh you know, find children and become great citizens. Like, I did, there's some things I don't have to do that I have just made up in my mind that I don't want to be the old Eric Thomas. Will the real Eric Thomas please stand up? So for you, look, there's some things you used to be. Don't let nobody hold that against you for the rest of your life. Don't you dare get stuck in that particular city or that particular space or that particular place in your mind. Don't you dare get stuck in who you used to be right? Who you want to be. You can be that person right this second by just changing the way you think. All right. So it's your boy E.T. saying, man, for real, I mean this. Make the rest of your life the best of your life. Hey, thanks,
1: guys. We'll see you next week. Go to iTunes. Leave us that review. We out.
0: You're not even good. You were born to be great. We keep it.